Hey strategists, I wanna talk about the response that I got to an Instagram post yesterday about being a jack of all trades because it hits some people's emotion uh, and I think there are probably a few people out there who could benefit from hearing more about the discussions that I've had since. So the post, like I said, was all about the skills required to be a, a great strategist and the jack of all trades nature of that person. This is The Simplogy Show with Bruce White, the podcast for business leaders and strategists to get the best practical advice on a deeper but more efficient approach to brand and business strategy right across a business's life cycle, because you can always add more value. Let's get into it. So uh, I've spoken in the past about uh, I-shaped, T-shaped, H-shaped and dash-shaped people as far as expertise. Uh, I've done another, another episode uh, in the in the podcast about that, you can check that out. Um, but as to sum it up, there are very few people in the world who have one world class expertise in any one thing. That's sort of the the danger of the of the start with why mentality when applied broadly to every entrepreneur. The people who have that strong why. That, that start their business from that strong why are actually exceedingly rare. They've experienced some great struggle uh, or they've uh, experienced or witnessed some great injustice in their, in their journey and they happened to also have a specific skill set to fight or solve that. That's really rare. For the most part, People are in business because they've got a, a certain set of skills and abilities and they need to pay the rent or the mortgage and feed their family, right? There's no great purpose there. That's essentially self-preservation, okay? So what happened yesterday when I published that post, I got a bunch of DMs from people who felt exactly like I described, like they had no real one skill to set them apart. Uh, in some cases, there was a real feeling of depression or a feeling of stress around that. Um, there was this uh, I'm unemployable, this overarching feeling of I'm unemployable, uh, but I really want to contribute. This is, contribution is a, is, a, is a big underlying factor in a lot of the communications I've been having. So as I said, the post, it's their, it's their combination of skills that makes a great strategist, right? And to be clear, it's a combination of some skills in a variety of things but likely no super skills in any one thing, and certainly no world-class, best-in-the-world skills in any one thing. So it's that unique combination of expertise, of experience, and skills across multiple areas that makes people better as strategists than a single topic master would be, right? But something else came out of all of these discussions that I found really much more interesting because it kind of directly mirrors my own journey. Many of the people that I've been messaging with since yesterday really want to do something valuable. They really want to contribute. They want to provide the sort of value that they know that a strategy development uh, process could provide to their clients. But they're overthinking it and they're getting in their own way and that's resulting in not starting. There's always a reason why it won't work, right? Uh, I don't know this. I didn't study that. I've never done this. I don't have any experience doing that, right? All of that sort of stuff, all of that sort of overthinking stuff. And I really want to be clear about this. Overthinking is what's stopping you from becoming a great strategist. 
Overthinking is also what's going to make you a great strategist. What you need to do is harness that overthinking into a problem-solving process rather than just letting it sabotage you from ever moving forward, right? I, I personally will not stop until I get the answer. Stubborn, driven, however you want to put it, it's in my genetic makeup. When I set my sights on a problem, I'm going to solve it. There are ways, if you're like that, there are ways to make your own life easier by accepting your own process, okay? One of the biggest things about any sort of a high anxiety individual or any sort of an overthinker is most of what we get told to uh, try and propel us forward is the exact opposite of what we need to do. The first thing you need to do is accept who you are, accept your process. Let me give an example. Like I said, I won't let go of a problem until I solve it. That makes me incredibly valuable to my clients in a strategic development process, but not always on the spot. And this was a little bit of a sticking point for us when we st first started uh, doing our strategic development in a sprint format was I felt like I had to have all the answers on the spot in the sprint. You don't. Once I accepted that was part of my process, once I accepted that my mind is not going to let go of this, and that if we come up with an answer during the sprint that I don't feel right about, consciously or subconsciously, I'm going to keep working on it. Once I accepted that, it's a matter of making my clients aware that this is my process. I might come back to you with something that I think is better after we've done our sprint, but before I deliver this report. And at that point, it's going to be up to us to decide if we want to implement that. It's really just a matter of accepting your process, understanding the way you do things. If you are a strategic thinker, if you're the type that will not let go of a problem, accept that and accept that a lot of the a lot of the uh, advice you're going to get given is actually going to be counterproductive for you. Again, there are ways to make your own life easier, but you have to begin by accepting your own process and understanding that overthinking part of your nature. For me, when we pivoted into a strategy-only consultancy and adopted that sprint model, we developed all of our sprints as in-depth and as detailed as possible and I put the entire sprint script in the presenter's notes, even back when I used to deliver sprints in person, on site with clients. I do it all over Zoom now. Everything is done, uh, everything is done um, uh, virtually over Zoom, which obviously makes having the presenter's notes in front of me much, much easier. Uh, but even when I did this in person with clients, I put everything in the presenter's notes, word for word, as a script. So no matter what happened, because even though I wrote the presenter's notes and even though I created the sprint, when I was placed into a new environment performing uh, activities that are new to me with people who were new to me, that's the most fertile ground for anxiety to take over. And anxiety will shut your brain down before you even know it's happening. So my preparation involved getting the whole sprint all of the answers to potential client questions, all of the timers, all of the explanations, all of the exercise steps, everything that could possibly step-by-step step need to be performed in this sprint, everything is down in the presenter's notes of my slides. When I began running strategy sprints, I was so over-prepared that there was no scenario where I could have been tripped up or bought undone by anxiety or by any sort of a brain freeze or overthinking or any of that, right? 
And so we built all of our sprints that way. And that's what's even more interesting about yesterday's Instagram post and the, and the response from it, is that all of the people who DM'd me are the type of people who wouldn't dare post a public comment asking these questions, right? They, they DM'd me because there's that anxiety or that imposter syndrome or whatever that's even stopping them from a public discussion to help them get past that anxiety that's holding them up, right? But everyone who DM'd me afterwards was, was feeling some level of that, I don't have a specialty, uh, along with, I don't think I could be a strategist because reason, reason, and reason, right? And that's what's so exciting to me because all of those reasons that your mind is volunteering about why you can't do this, all of that overthinking, all of that follow down the rabbit hole sort of stuff that your mind is doing is actually proving your abilities as a strategist. In fact, I think that overthinking is probably the number one skill that a strategist can have. Again, the trick is to redirect that overthinking into solving the problem. That's what we're doing as strategists. We're, we're identifying and solving problems in patterns of data that other people can't see, okay? A stubborn overthinker is born for that, right? Again, as long as you can direct that energy into the, into the problem and not into shooting yourself into the foot. Right, so how did I do that? Well, like I said, preparation. When I started, my preparation was over the top crazy, but it made me, it put me in a position where I could get started. I knew that I could deliver true value. I knew, and I still know, that our programs are ridiculously valuable to the client. But I could deliver that value because I prepared in such a way that I wouldn't let my mind trip me up. A big part of that, again, is recognizing your own needs, understanding what do I need? Is it just the cliff notes? Do I just need the headings? Do I just need my talking points? Or are you like me and you want the whole thing word for word as a script so that if the absolute worst come to pass, which by the way, it never once has, but if the absolute worst comes to pass and my brain goes completely blank for whatever reason, I can literally read my own thoughts. I can literally read my own script and know that I'm delivering massive value to my clients. Now, if you've done any of our sprints or if you've ever heard anything about our sprints, you'll know that what creates the value in the output is the quality of the input. We do not build clients' brands. Clients' brands already exist. We just help them uncover what's really there, okay? So none of sitting down and reading this, none of leading clients through the process is negatively affected by going through it with a script. It's the inputs that you're generating from the client that are creating the value in the outputs, okay? So again, it's a matter of just recognizing your own needs. How detailed do you need your preparation to be? And then do that. I, I have spent in the past over two weeks writing a proposal. I don't need to do that anymore because I've done it in the past. I go into, into all of my sprints with my presenter's notes. I don't need to read them anymore. I just don't, but it's there. The fact that it's there removes any of that anxiety that would otherwise potentially drag me undone. If you, this is, this is what I was saying earlier. If you listen to the, oh, just, you can just wing it. You know your stuff. If you listen to that type of advice from your well-meaning friends and colleagues, but friends and colleagues who, who while well-meaning are not 
anxious, high anxiety overthinkers, it's very likely that you'll either only deliver half the value you could have, or worse, you'll fail to launch altogether. You'll get stuck in that what if, and you'll find a way to either cancel the project or never go after the project to start with, right? You'll never even start the conversation with the client. Uh, I really, I'm not sure what's worse there. Personally, I hate it when I when I remember something valuable after I've hung up the phone or after I've closed Zoom. I detest that feeling uh, of not having been as valuable as I possibly could, of not having been able to provide every single piece of value possible. I hate forgetting stuff, right? But not starting would be an even bigger detriment to both myself and my clients. So all of this is really just to say, if you're struggling getting going, if you feel like you're a strategist in waiting, but you keep getting in your own way of sort of getting started, it is all about preparation. In our case, uh, in all of our programs, like I said, we over-prepare by at least tenfold. Everything is covered in that slide deck. Uh, I recommend you do the same, whatever that means to you. Of course, if you want to get all the prep done for you so that you can just dive in and get started, again, our programs will do that for you. But that doesn't mean you have to follow our programs. There are multiple ways you can do this. Whichever way you go, before you know it, all of that prep is no longer going to be necessary because you will have mastered the process and you can let your mind master the problems and solutions without wasting all of that precious energy worrying about the what ifs of the process. And that's kind of to put a bow on this where I've been going with this. The preparation is to take all of the what ifs out of the process because your abilities as a strategist are already there and you just need to let your mind focus on the problems and the solutions that you are already naturally designed to solve and not lose all of that energy, all of that precious anxiety energy on the what ifs of the process, right? You've got to give yourself a chance to get started. So if you're an overthinker, if you're a stubborn problem solver, if you won't let go until you get to the answer, you are a natural strategist. Find a way to make that a reality. And as always, if you want my help doing that, I would be absolutely delighted to help. You can DM me here anytime. Uh, you can leave a message in the comments. Uh, you can email me. If you go to simplogy.com, you can, you can contact me through there. Or you can check out any of our training programs and see if you feel like any of those would be right for you as well. So that's it for this one. Uh, all of that just to say, please, if you're considering becoming a strategist, but you're getting in your own way, recognize the fact that the way you're thinking about this, the way you're actually putting roadblocks up in your own way is an indicator of how good you're going to be as a strategist once you get started. Okay, that's it for me. I will see you in the next one. This is The Simplogy Show with Bruce White, the podcast for business leaders and strategists to get the best practical advice on a deeper but more efficient approach to brand and business strategy right across a business's life cycle, because you can always add more value.